Hello and welcome to the Greater Meaning Podcast. I'm Andrew, alongside my two co-hosts, Nathan. Hello. And Josh. Hello, everybody. And together, we're super excited to have you guys join us on this amazing journey of going through the Bible from beginning in chronological order to the end. We want to try to express the most beautiful story ever told by starting with Genesis and the story of creation. We're super excited to get started. We're super excited for you to join us on this journey because I think that most people don't know how incredible the Bible really is when you look at it as a narrative, as a story that you can piece in order. Um, so yeah, I'm just super psyched to have episode number one. I'm excited to just start this podcast with you guys. I know this is episode one, but the amount of conversations that we've had just sitting around the living room, sitting around the dining room table or whatever, and just having just random conversations about mm-hmm. all types of freaking Anunnaki, you know, flat yeah. earth, all Ooh. types of just crazy stuff. And then. Yeah, so I'm excited to 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 do this with you guys. Yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's it's gonna be a great great experience. I mean, I've never exp- I've never told the story exactly. I think it's gonna be really interesting when we see the story go n- not exactly as it goes book for book, but actually in the timeline that people have pushed together as a narrative in order. Um, when I talk to people, especially when I talk to people at work or when I run, run into other people on the street or whenever I do have a chance to bring up the story of the Bible, it's really interesting to me, being that I grew up a Christian, how little people know of actual story, even the well-known stories like David and Goliath, oh, yeah. Noah oh, yeah. and the Ark. They know the idea, but when you really piece in and sp- tell them the actual what it's written, people are usually way more interested and they find it super fascinating. And I believe You'd be surprised by the amount of people that like that go to church that don't even know what we're talking about. Exactly. Like David and Goliath and the like lions. They, then. <laughs> Adam and Eve, Dude, Adam and yeah. Eve, you tell people the real story of Adam and Eve. They're, they're like, I'm, I'm telling you the amount of conversations that I've even had with people, whether it be at work, at church, wherever I'm at. And when I'm having the conversation with about, uh, about the Bible with them, well, three things. I either leave them like speechless, I either leave them completely confused, <laughs> or I leave embarrassed by what I just said and questioning what I believe. So, what? well, that's another conversation. <laughs> I talk to people, they either Josh. don't know what to say or I'm super embarrassed. It's usually <laughs> pretty good. I'm glad that you're here with us because Josh, sometimes my from- mind, my mind just rolls, and then I'm talking about what's going on in my mind, and then. I'm just basically talking to myself, looking at another person. So I'm, no. I'm talking to myself through in their eyes. I'm looking at their eyes while I talk. Whenever I talk to people, I usually have a pretty pleasant experience. Yeah, I, I do too. And I, I love talking to you guys. I love talking to both of you. And I think it's it's going to be really awesome to see um, where this journey takes us. And, and, and we do have a, you know, we're all three of us believers. And I believe that. There's a there's an understanding of like there's Old Testament stories, New Testament stories, but I think that it's gonna be really awesome to see how the story of God's plan of salvation for humanity through Jesus Christ is evident from the very beginning, from the, the beginning, and it's gonna be really cool to see how he fits into the pieces of the puzzle, you know, throughout the story. 
Um, we're not going to be doing, you know, we're not a super deep Bible podcast. You know, we, we do serve in church and um, I know me, Josh and Nathan all, all do our part, but it's going to be more of, you know, just having that conversation, making it, you know, fun. There are going to be parts that are really interesting. There are going to be parts that are really uh, emotionally moving. There are going to be parts that make you laugh, but it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I can't, I'm just so excited. So tell me, Josh and Andrew. What's the first book of the Bible called? <laughs> yeah, let's start with the basics. So um, being that it's, you know, nowhere else to start in the beginning, Genesis. Than the, the very beginning, the book of Genesis. Now, Genesis is correct, Josh. <laughs> Genesis is the first book of the Bible. It's also the first book of a five-part um, collection known as the Pentateuch, uh, most commonly uh, understood and agreed upon to be written by Moses, Moses, the patriarch of um, the Hebrew faith and, you know, other than you know, Abraham and all them. But um, this is going to be where we start from um, in the Bible. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and start with the story of the creation of everything as, as written through Genesis by Moses. Um, Nathan, if you would like, I'd love for you to start us off with day one, you know, Genesis chapter one, verses one. Um, it's not always going to be a read along. You know, most of the Bible is going to be a collection of chapters and verses, and it's never going to be as simple as just, hey, read, you know, like in the first you know chapter, you can pretty much surmise the narrative. But uh, for now, we're lucky to start here. So Nathan, if you want to get us started. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was an evening, and there was a morning, one day. There we have it. Bam! One day. Start, started off with a bang. <laughs> One day. <laughs> um, yeah, super, super interesting thing. Like, what you do today? I want <laughs> created oh everything. Oh my gosh! I, I just want to start this first this little section by by just saying a couple words: empty, void, blackness. Yeah. Eternal, lonely bliss. Bliss, huh? Well, yes. Listen, listen here. God, he's omnipresent. So if he's in everything, he's all over the universe. He stretches himself far and wide. So if he's everything and nothing all at once, go finish (laughs) All at once. Go on. Uh, that's that, uh, that's what I want to say. Is is it's interesting basic. that he being everywhere ne- identifies himself in a specific form and is shown as a spirit floating. He's doing something. Yeah, and this is the first. He is the see. void. He is yeah. in void, and he's not in void at the same time. So that's but he describes himself as a spirit. This is the first description we have of God is the spirit of God floating above the waters, which is super interesting. Is he a ghost? No, I wouldn't say he's a ghost. He's more uh, a spirit and ghost aren't necessarily the same things. I'm scared of ghosts. (laughs) He's everything. 
when you understand that the concept that he is everything, because we are created in him, but at the end of the day, when we die and he wants, we go back to him. Mm-hmm. All right. The Bible tells so, us that we, our spirit, our soul belongs to him. Our bodies return to the dust. You know, it's and our souls. He sends where you know heaven or hell, whatever. He sends it to. But at the end of the day, we belong to him because we are from him. Everything in the universe, mm-hmm. everything that's created, is of God. I think it's really interesting to note too that when looking at the story of Genesis and the story of creation and the rest of the Bible, when you take an idea of the creation of everything, understand that it's written with like a purpose. It's also written with with a, a viewpoint in mind. This is man's. This is the the point of view of creation God gave to Moses in order to see how it relates to man and their need of salvation. One of the things we see and we'll see multiple times throughout the rest of the, the book of Genesis and the, and the New Testament or the Old Testament, excuse me, will be uh, man's depravity and need of God's salvation and God's presence. And so we started off with, you know, nothingness, void, chaos, unformed, and we see the spirit of God hovering down i like to think of it like a lamp or like a, just imagine a candlelight in the darkness floating in the reflections off the water and he speaks from himself let there be light and it was god saw that the light was good mm-hmm. and separated the light from the darkness so Absolutely. is the darkness bad well um, I, I would say that the darkness is what's what's existing in Without where, light. where light, where light isn't, because there's a separation. You know what I mean? There, there. I wouldn't say that necessarily the darkness is bad, but it is kind of represented of, or the representation of the absence of order, the absence of God's commandment, the absence of God's good. Because where God is, God is light. Should I move on? No, no, no because I, I wanna, I wanna get a little deeper. When in the, in verse one, God's creating the heavens and the earth. Yeah, you have earth. the entire Bible right there, just like God well, did everything. He creates the heavens and he creates the earth. Now, when he creates the earth, it's without it's without form. Like it has no form. It's just a thing of water. Yeah, it just says the word which is really interesting that water is there out of all the elements. You have darkness, you have God, you have void, chaos, but water is also there. And God's spirit hovers water. above it. Water has such a symbolic, and I don't even want to say symbolic. I think I think it's so closely connected and tied with who God is, because God can take the form of anything. Theoretically, not theoretically, literally, water does the same thing. Well, you, yeah, you'll see that God describes Himself as the living water. Jesus will later on describe Himself like water is going to come into a major theme in the rest of the Bible. Jesus will be, "I am the living water." If you drink from the me, holy you water, water. Again. yeah, it's it's definitely some of that on you. It's super important, but it's interesting to see it pop up immediately. It's just I, that's always stuck out to me. I love day one. So the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and God said, "Let there be light," and God saw light, and it was good. There's that that. It was good. Yeah, we'll get into it's that. Repeat a, yeah, it's going to repeat a couple times, but this is the first time God looks back, and in the obedience of his creation, he sees, yep, this is good. This is good for man. This is good according to what I said. It is good. Let there be There's... light. So if, when God's saying let there be light, is is that mean that he's putting, he just made the sun right then and there? Um, I think we'll see later that he actually creates the celestial bodies uh, once we get throughout the rest of the days. Um, 
I'm good to go on to the next day if you are, Josh. All right, day and night, morning, evening. There Which, we go. Actually, we, that brings up a, a good question before we go on. That's one of the first questions. Um, the One of the most debated questions in the days of creation. Everybody knows six days of creation, seventh day he rested. Are we talking 24-hour days? Are we talking about days as if, like it later says in the Bible, one day is a thousand years to God? That's a oh, no, we're years talking 24 hours. I think so, too, because he takes the time to distinguish evening and morning. It's like he knew that this conversation was going to pop up later on in the future. People (laughs) were going to get smarter and they'll be like, they were going to have these stupid conversations. And he had to declare, Hey, there's, there's day and there's night. Mm -hmm. There's morning and there's evening. Yeah. And that's what he, that's in the very first verse, very first section of the Bible. First five verses. Absolutely. First five verses. God saying, Hey, I'm doing this in a day. Just letting you know. He says it in two different ways or three different ways. Light is day and darkness is night. And then there's evening and morning. So there's two different descriptions like showing that there's one day. And then at the very end, he said, and this was the first day. Yeah. What I love about the Bible is that you can kind of go as deep as you want, but you have to be careful, of, like reading too much into things and kind of straying away from the main point. You know, I that's think true. But at the end of the day, if you read in the Bible, you read in the Bible and, and the deeper you get into the Bible, you're just getting deeper. That's it. I mean, there's I, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. It's like I'm drinking this can of Red Bull. All right. I'm drinking this can of Red Bull and I'm just drinking it. But if I want to know what's really in it, well. I know how it tastes and stuff like that, but I can look at the ingredients and the deeper I get, the more and more I know that it's not good. What it does to your body, yeah. (laughs) It's not good. (laughs) Which is the opposite thing you'll find when you read the Bible, I feel like. The deeper you find, the the more you'll find, wow, this is so good. The deeper you get into the Bible, the more you see God. Absolutely, because he writes himself in the Word. So yeah, let's get on to day two, guys. Then God said... Let there be an expanse between the waters, separating water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse sky. Evening came and then morning the second day. Here we go. This one's super interesting. God created skies. That's because we have the firmament now. Yeah. The sky is firmament. In other words, yeah, different translations use firmament. 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 Or like I like to call space. Firmament. 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 What is that? I like to – the way I see it, because it's really interesting. You can't just be like, and he made the sky. Because it's like obvious he put waters above versus waters below. As if like you go into the middle of water and you blow a big bubble. Like it's always so like you create this space where there was a separation from top, bottom, left side, right side. You know, there's a giant area. But it's also firm in the form that it actually holds things in place. Firm and in amen. Yeah, like like a firm holding the elements. Ah, firm Firm element. element. Firm element. Dude, that's why I think the movie Elemental is so mind blowing. What? I never, never seen movie. that movie. No, you never seen it. Hmm. It's no. it's very interesting. I want to yeah. say when you look at it from a biblical standpoint and a scientific standpoint, um, it's a, a biblical standpoint. Uh, a scientific. <laughs> scientific. Hey guys, we're scientific Scient- over here. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, come to us for all your knowledge. We we discuss very in depth scientifically, firmamental, scientific, 
Listen, at the end of the day, <laughs> I think it's interesting that God hovered above waters and then in the second day he's separating water yeah. and it's like everything's made out of water. Gosh. It seems to be like water is pretty important. Like Josh mentioned earlier, you know, there's more to life. See, I never actually thought about that. God is a water god. Okay. Well, not really. I'm just I mean, saying. Well, everything. Yeah, yeah, okay, everything, so if you're everything's made of water. The air not everything, because the dirt isn't, the sky isn't, the water. There's not hydrogen in the dirt, yeah, not in the everything, space. Everything is made out of water. If he created the earth and it was There's water, no that means water was, water was the base element of yeah, no. the majority. No, it wasn't. One part high. Wait, how many? Because he separates the firm. He separates the dry ground from the water. What one thing you should notice? What we should really be paying attention to here is is understanding that we see God introducing Himself. We see Him as a God that already begins to work. He's He's a organizer of chaos. He is setting aside things that were before. The only way they were described as without form, dark, void, chaotic. He comes and He gives a place for the light and separates it from the dark. He takes the waters and separates it, creating a space for what yeah, he's going to fill. Our atmosphere space. is made of water. Dude, he's, you, our it, atmosphere it, is it made says, of oxygen, nitrogen, yeah. all the other things. I mean, let, there's water. Let there be the a atmosphere. fermentation yeah, here in the midst Earth, of the it, waters. But what let you think it divide of, the waters from the waters. But the thing I'm trying to say is that when you talk right. about the firmament, literally says the water <laughs> yeah. from the waters there. Right. I know, but I'm saying that the firmaments, the separation, I like to think of it as that on the earth and its atmosphere. It's the I space know. between. This says the waters and the waters. I think everybody that's listening should go look up the ancient Israel or Hebrew. Tell me, map what, of is the what is air? What is air? It goes <gasps> oxygen. Is it? And hydrogen. water is two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. I mean, I'm not saying so, that there's not, in our, and that water is not a vital part to life. That's where most, when you go out and look into the universe, when scientists send out probes, they're searching, they're for, searching water. for water. They're searching for water because right? water is the basis of life. There you go. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're really hung up on the constitution of our atmosphere and our, or in our air. I think well, it is important because want to deny this, the fact that God loves our water. God like loves water. Super I mean, important. Nitrogen actually makes up seventy eight percent of of our air. Oxygen twenty one percent, and then water yeah. vapor, argon, carbon dioxide point zero four percent. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of ingredients. What I'm trying to say is that. God separated. God is making order. He's like he's cleaning up and making space, and he's going to. No spoiler. He's going to fill that space. So, you know, if I were to keep reading, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, now God just, said, "Let the water under the sky be gathered into one place, mm -hmm. and let the dry land appear." Mm -hmm. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the water he called seas. Bro. And God saw that it was good. Absolutely. See, like I said, the separating. He is a, a a creator, and he is an organizer, and he is. Putting in place everything that needs to be in place. He's preparing. He called the firmament. The firmament. He called heaven. Yeah. That's why I said space. The area between the earth and where God's throne is in heavens. There's. He's above our space. God he's above the, the water that separated. You he's, think God's like on another planet, or you think he's in another dimension? Um, I think he's uh, in all dimensions, in all in all places, in a in a realm that we can't comprehend or conceive. Technically.
Here it says water. <laughs> He's not a water god. I know. We stop. I, I'm messing around. I'm joking. It's not. But, you know. It's hilarious. <laughs> Could have just made a water world. So had like. <laughs> I kind of see why Water World was such a box office hit. It was totally a failure. One of the greatest failures. It wasn't a failure. It was a hit. No. 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 What? Well, you said earlier that space is heaven. Mm-hmm. If the firmament is what's holding, is between space and the waters, the firmament is heaven. That's what he's saying. Not what's above the firmament. Yeah, he called the, the firmament, firmament heaven. The space between. The thing holding up everything. But it goes beyond just atmosphere. our, our world's atmosphere. atmosphere. Well, no. Because he divided the waters which are under the firmament from the waters which are above the firmament. And it was so. There goes my, there goes uh, one of those theories of, of Flat Earth and the, the universe is a giant hoax. And uh, yeah, that's that's. Wait, you guys don't believe in flat Earth? Oh my god! I I am. I think God semi semi dome believer. Semi dome believer. So you think we're in a snow globe? Oh god! I think something is going on. The Earth is actually <laughs> not round. Hundred oh. thousands of years. Only only recently. I mean, even in the early 1900s, the Earth, they would, they, even in the schools, they were not really teaching that the Earth was round. Yeah, because they weren't really teaching in the school. <laughs> I mean, that's, guys, I'm saying all, I'm saying all over the, it's, all over it's the how world. It works. It, it's how it works. It's how we, you have a cell phone, you can make a phone call on. It's because we have satellites that, are constantly being held in place by the rotation. They're constantly falling, but because of our atmosphere and our gravitational pull, we're able to. We're in, we're in, we're on a globe. Maybe. Okay, I'm not. I'm not Have getting into the whole science. Stepped of all outside that. the globe to see. I'm not a professional in that. I'm still. Yeah, with all those curved images of Earth. Did you know those are all like fake? Oh my like, god! Okay, I'm we're just going saying, on to the next day. But they are. <laughs> like they, they curve them on purpose. We're going. On. I'm not saying that the Earth isn't a globe. I believe it's a globe. But I'm just saying. Oh no! There is a lot of fake stuff out there that tries. There is to make a lot of safe. fake. Yes, like those pictures of like the round Earth. Those were not what it looked like. Do you know that? You know how far away they have to take those pictures to get a Earth that round. You know how. The footage we have on the moon landing is like a lot of it would have to be made up afterwards because they lost it all. With like, anyway, the story of the Bible is really cool because, like, you know. <laughs> all right, let me get, let me continue. You, you just hit such I a controversial topic. <laughs> just why are we doing? I just stopped kind of midway through that. Right, right continue because he called the gathering of the water. He called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, "Let the earth produce vegetation." Seed-bearing plants and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And it was so. The earth produced vegetation, seed-bearing plants according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. I mean, the author of the... <laughs> the, way he, the way the author wrote this is 
This is just wonderful because he literally just repeated what he just said. Yeah, it's about. got it's a poetic language that's written in a specific way, especially when And God saw that it was good. Evening mm-hmm. came and then morning the third day. And I think we should kind of talk about the way this Bible is written because a lot of people are off put from reading the Bible because it's it's a tough read sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Well and but the way it's written, it is what you say, a poetic it was written It's it's a poetic like um there are stanzas, there are different... I obviously understand that we're reading a translation from the original um, ancient Hebrew, which was also translated by the Hebrews. Um, we are reading... I think... What, what version are you reading specifically? I think you're reading the CSB. Christian Standard Bible. I usually oh. go to my New King James. New Christian King Standard James. Bible is... Uh, I like it. I think it's decent. It's a decent translation. Um, I usually end up going back to my NK. No. Wrong word. King James. Translation is bad word. Bad word. Inter- you interpretation. You no, have to use interpretation. No. What do you mean interpretation? Why? All all the Bible is is uh, and all these tra- translations. You can say are interpretations of the Hebrew versions. Yeah, it's, that's it's, they translate the direct characters into the words that correspond in the next language. It's a translation. Yeah, but you I can't just do went, that. I just you can't do that. James. You can't, you can't do that because then it comes out completely weird and broken. Well, they you don't have to interpret. That's that's what translation means. You're not necessarily you can't. It, translation is a good word. I understand what you're saying. That direct translation, if you do it word for word, the nuances and the actual phrasing might be weird. But that's what is part of the translation's job. You're not interpretation is more like, oh, this is what they meant to say which is not what they're doing they're reading it back and that's why king, like you have king james version which was written hundreds of years ago and then you have the csb which was actually what you're taking the same from publishing you're taking company. from hebrew which is a bunch of characters and those characters are actually basically like numbers so when you're taking characters one character meaning a, a whole array of things then a, a translation does not does not correlate because then, then it'll be a bunch of like Yoda looking, looking phrases that makes no sense at the end of the day. So they have to interpret it in the best way possible to make it make sense to us normal human beings. Which is pretty much what they already did. They, they translated it, um, the law into what's called the Septuagint. The Greek, you know, they, they took it and they made a re- another translation, which was easier. And then they took it from the Septuagint and translated it again. Um, UK James version is pretty, pretty good, pretty close. That's yeah, what I like. Yeah. Using. It's, it's one of the more, obviously, if you want to get to original writing, it, it could be daunting at times. That's another reason why we want to do this podcast is we want to try to, you know, tell the story, which can oftentimes be difficult to read. Now, Genesis, Exodus, even, you know, the beginning of Leviticus is starts where it starts to get a little bit more difficult to see narratively, like what's being, what's happening, what's being discussed. That's where a lot of people kind of usually get lost in all the laws and the rules and numbers and Deuteronomy, you know, so that's, that's what we're going to try to face. But I, I think that there are like CSB is written in a way where it's the same publishing company that published the King James version um, that's still around today. And they took, it's more of the it's as accurate as they can be to the original source material while also being in modern day English. That's why I like it. You know, it's it's a pretty popular, more modern it's it reads easier, you know. I feel so New King James, it's totally different from what I just read. But it's still the same 
Just, you gotta right. make sure it also when these quote unquote translations come out because when they come out it also yeah. correlates to what's going on in the world at that time so sometimes they can be manipulated in a certain way for the time that it is because so let's say in world actually, war that's II, actually a very good point there's world different... war two the nazis tried to come out with a, with a way to to stop a, a lot of believing because they knew that the americans were a lot of christians so if they can kind of mess with their brains they were going to try to do that so with the bibles they came out with the version that they changed one of the ten commandments and they changed it to, to do not like basically do not kill instead of do not murder do not kill so hmm. they were all thinking man they're they're sinning like crazy so it kind of messed with a lot of a lot of the soldiers' minds. No, it's it's really that is actually a very good point. Be careful with the translations. Do your research. King James version. Chinese are doing this right new, now. New King James version is is a is a solid, proven kind of like base for anybody coming into it. That's what I recommend. Um, and there there are definitely virtual verses out there that do what you said interpretations rather than translations, which is actually a bad thing because they'll summarize entire passages rather than writing what is actually supposed to be translated and they'll try to summarize it keep it shorter actually exclude verses and sometimes even passages um which can harm i am a believer personally that every single word of the whole bible is inspired by god and written by god through um an apostolic or an or an old testament author you know god used them to write and the bible we have today is the words that are important to draw us nearer like you said earlier show us who he is so finding a version that's you know all right let's get back let's get back <laughs> to the actual what we're yeah. doing so we have the story of creation so far we have um let me let, let me let me let me reiterate what just happened so dry land appeared god called the dry land earth he called the gathering together of the water seas and he didn't stop there, actually. He kept going with other things. He made the earth bring forth grass, herb that yields seed, fruit tree that yields fruit, according to its kind. And after that, he said, all this is good. So he created the seas and the tree, I, you know, the trees and the earth, and that was the third day. Hmm. So it's actually a lot more happened there. Well, day one and two. Well, you see, like I said earlier, it was God creating a space, and now God's filling that space and using it for his purpose. And again, try to keep that point of view of like how creation pertains to humanity, why it would be good for them. You know, we have trees, we have fruit, we have seeds that will now, not only does he make an apple tree, for example, it's not going to be one apple tree that eventually dies and we never have an apple again. Create the seed that will allow it to replenish and repeat and create that cycle. He um, created a code. You can't. He created a code, like you, like basically, if you're making a system in the computer, you're creating a code. This does that. Like an that algorithm. Does this. If you click, yeah, an algorithm. He created a system. Okay. Oh, Freaking train again. <laughs> what? He's got that train that passes by. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, you live next to a train. The choo choo. It's gone now, I think. All right, baby, let's get into day four. All right, so I'm going to get into day four. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night, mm. and let them be for signs and seasons, yep. and for days and years, 
And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So God created what? The The celestial bodies we have in the sky. Like you said earlier, Josh, did he say whenever God said, let there be light and separate light from darkness? Yes. Um, And now you actually have, you know, the stars, the sun, the moon, things that allow us to be able to track and see, like exactly what he said. And, you know, it's really cool how he gives these instructions and he puts them in their place and then gives them, you know, a job, a task. You know, like I said earlier, again, the idea of he made this expanse. It's huge. But it was empty. You think God was a light? God is light. Well, I, I'm saying, but what you're he saying, was creating. Do you think yeah. that he was a light and bright? So yeah, that's a good question. What was the light when he said, "Let there be light and darkness"? And then why is it? What only was that out? light? Uh, what was that light? Because if that's not the sun, then what was that light? Yeah, that what was the light until now? It wasn't the sun. <laughs> what was the light until now? The light of creation. Uh, could that have been his light? Could be that he's not. That he took the form of light. Well, he is light, so he's always. I believe he's always kind of shining light. I don't think there's a time when God is like, "I'm going to be darkness well, who, today." Yeah, I get that. In the Bible, later it, it'll say that. But I'm saying before. This before he says that there is light, before there's a concept of light, obviously God could be whatever he wants. Was he light? Uh, but that's uh, I don't nobody knows question type of yeah, that's a question stuff. that's asked a lot. I mean, a lot I mean, maybe like God's the first electrician, you know? Hey, you know, some water is a good conductor of electricity. There you go. I mean, some people think it was the original. Like, it could be a manifestation of God's glory, of Christ's glory, his presence. That's true. Like you said. It can be. That's some people said it could be. I mean, be, that's what you just Googled. It could be a manifestation <laughs> of a pillar of light that eventually became like a fire that became the sun. Yeah. According to a quick, you know, search. That's he created uh, basically an it's a, this, light. it's a debated topic, and obviously I don't have the exact answer. I, I, think. I, I don't think anybody really has an exact answer because it doesn't say it exact. That there is no – only God has that answer. The reason it's like it could be God's glory for his action is – they say Christ's glory because, you know, it's – I think that it is his light. I, I think that God, it is the heavenly – But the thing is it's not like there wasn't light holy light. Then. What if there wasn't? It was just God in his light? What, it was just God. Did he need light? God didn't need light to see. He didn't need to see. Yeah, you know? does God need light to see you? No, and that's why I'm saying, that's why I said earlier, when you look at the story of creation, it's in how it pertains to humanity. The whole story from the beginning of the Genesis to yes. the end of Revelation is God's story for us. We have to look at it through that lens of humanity and how we need to look to God and how we need God and how so God ends up coming and saving us. My, I'm going to reiterate my question from the beginning. Was light good and dark bad? 
Dude. I don't think that that that, that was a, a thing at that point. So we think of we think well, actually, darkness no, as I'm wrong. the absence of light, but like let there be light, let there be God's glory, let there be good versus the evil. Was evil well, already there? At the very These beginning, are such deep questions. Yeah, you're talking the very about beginning. Like he's headers. saying it was good. So when the light was good, he saw the light was good. He didn't float around the waters and say, "This chaos, this void, this you know disorder is good." I think that when he uh, spoke, this is my personal belief when it comes yes. to because you're going to see his good when he spoke. It is good. It is when he speaks and. Nature itself is an adherence and obedience to his word, his commandment, that fulfilling its purpose of its creation is good. This is the definition of what God says. This is what good is. An obedience yeah. to my command, obedience to my will, immediately. Whatever so. follows that light, and if, and if God is the light, then it is good. We're going to see later that the first time and only time God says something isn't good when it comes to story creation is, you know, to be very important to us as humans. I'm going to go on, continue, because that was the fourth day. So on the fourth day, the celestial bodies were created. Mm -hmm. Chapter, I mean, verse 20. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth, across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures, and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. So God created the critters. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the great sea creatures. Great sea Not creatures. Not just sea creatures. Great, great ones. Mm. Talking like about Noah and the great tilapia, whale. whale. <laughs> Big mouth bass. Yeah, I'm listening to a, uh, the Bible Project's doing a series on, on dragons Tuna. in the Bible. Oh, it's my really gosh. Oh, my gosh. Tuna. Dragons. Oh, oh they, they got like, excited about yeah, dragons. Yeah, these creatures that later eventually in Job, you know, like dragons. dragons are just Except dinosaurs. When... <laughs> When 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 God is expressing you know His glory to Job, you know it's like who is who can bring up the Leviathan from the waters, you know with a rope with a hook, you know that you know He's He's explaining how great it is that I created. I'm above this. Yeah, that was created when the work when the water was abounding with living creatures. Everything we see, you know, and again you see the dragons or dinosaurs. And dinosaurs were just fallen angels. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, going to get to dinosaurs and our explanation of all that for sure, because that's really interesting that you bring that up. But, yeah, I mean, right now we're talking about, you know, again, God separated the waters. He created a space, and he's filling that space. He's a God of order, a God of creation. And you guys don't even care about the birds, just the sea creatures. No, no. God doesn't care about the fish. That's 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 the theory. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Wait, to that. <laughs> why does God care about the fish? Like, why does God not yes. care about fish? I mean, I think the he created birds is pretty cool because birds fly. Yeah, I birds mean, are cool. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your support, Josh. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I don't know. You guys glossed over the fact that he created birds. That's all I'm saying. Birds are I actually like ridiculous, and I love yeah, birds. You have to understand, there's some birds that are really, really, really big. Yeah, like there are some really extremely insanely birds. large, especially yes. the ones that went extinct. There's a creature that can fly. That alone is uh, flies ridiculous. above the earth. Did you know who else was flying above the earth before the earth was the earth? God. God. There you go. I mean, yeah, he's creating and he's making these amazing creatures, and he's given you know this habitation inhabitants. All right, verse twenty-four. Then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. Hey, God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our far. likeness. No, it's still the sixth day. Let I know them that have it's still the sixth day. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Let <laughs> me repeat verse 26. This is important this, to us. Verse 26 is the only part that I actually think is important to me. <laughs> all right. Being human and all. <laughs> then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Our. Mm. Let them have dominion. Over the fish of the sea, them, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Two. Every green herb? Like every green herb? Dude, big things happen in this day. This is uh, some major differences from what we've seen in the previous days. I mean, no, God created the cattle. (laughs) It's interesting that that there was a distinction between great like just wild beasts and then cattle mm-hmm. cattle being animals that that can domesticated. be domesticated domesticated yeah. that that can be used for food mm-hmm. i don't think at that what well, no i did lions were lions uh, carnivores i mean we're, we they we weren't lion we, <laughs> oh my goodness we haven't gotten to the part where we've actually created the the garden but yeah i mean I, I I do think well, so. At this point, he created animals. I don't think it's lions a, were a bunch of herbivores walking around, technically. It's a sixth lion. day. It's a sixth day. A lion was just formed. All right. There was a, mm. There's now a lion. All right. He's probably hungry. He's got nothing in his belly. All right. When you're... It's not like God... It's not like God... It's not like 
I give you a car, like a like a dealership, right? When the dealership sells you a car, a lot of times they fill it with gas, right? Hey, did God did did when He created these beings, were they fully filled? Another thing we need to we need to recognize. No, no, no. That, we're gonna stick on that for a second. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm tying it in. I promise. It's got okay. God, Andrew's gonna tie it in eventually. <laughs> well, we also have to recognize something we didn't notice on the last day as well is that not only is God creating something, but He's blessing it. The blessing yeah. of offspring, the blessing to be able to be fruitful, and multiply. Um, that's that's huge. And I think they were born, or they were created. The first animals and the first beings. They were created probably full sized, probably hungry probably able to, you know, reproduce and living according to the laws of nature, which we see today. I mean, um, can be argued that pre-fall, pre-sin, everything was peace and there was no death. There was no um, carnivore, herbivore, omnivore, you know, prey, predator type lifestyle. Um, I wasn't there. I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, it's... We know that in the days of peace that come after that lions, it says lions will lay with lambs and, you know, there will be peace in that time. I think that's just a representation of a different example of peace, but, you know. He blessed them. He blessed them. And, well, he and, blessed, and, yeah, he blessed them. He blessed You're the right. cattle, but then there's a separation God is taking when he creates mankind from what he did. Everywhere else he commanded, and it was so, and it was good. He blessed them saying, do this, but he stops when he creates man. He slows down and he calls and says, let us make man in our own image. Us? Yeah, us. And a lot of people see this as the first evidence of the triune Godhead, if you will. We're seeing that God is three parts of, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, while being one God in three parts. And we see this when he creates man. Us. Kind of an explanation when he talks about us, him, his heavenly, maybe his heavenly hosts, or he talks about, you know, himself. He creates man in that same way. And he gave us dominion. That's another big thing. Yeah, we're not just to exist and, you know, be fruitful and multiply. We're to su suppress, <laughs> subdue, suppress, <laughs> subdue everything. Where like the birds haunt, kill, even the fish of the seas. You know, so we weren't eating meat at that time. But so, how are we ruling over the animals? Well, we would be like, "Hey, you lions, keep it down." I think we were superhuman tigers. Say, you guys stay over there. Could be that they had the ability to swim in the ocean and and you know run as fast as. Hey, you leviathan! Depends. Keep it down over there. This is the whole earth. And I think that when we get into the next part where God places the creation of man, we'll see that it's different. God doesn't just, and again, it, there's, there's evidence for both arguments, but in terms of Adam and Eve, God's going to put them in a specific place and give them a job and a task. He's not just going to be in the uh, midst of Europe or something, you know? Well, it's interesting that you say that because in the midst of Europe, I mean, where, where do you think that the creation really, uh, I guess with man, started america god created uh, obviously the, the, obviously the garden of eden being in the east right it was a garden in the east and and god placed after he created man he placed him in that garden that's he, where man he, was he placed adam you guys just ignored me saying america <laughs> well no it's nobody because that's that's something no no that's something i want to hit on 
because do you think there was more people like you said yeah, well, let's place them i'm not saying yes i'm saying look at the facts there's this giant body of water okay those are called seas or oceans. yes oceans which the idea of an ocean is kind of weird because there's atlantic there but uh they're all just one giant body of water um which is they're all connected either way you got seven different oceans, right? Is it seven or five? Seven. I think it's 16. <laughs> either way, uh, it's just one at, giant it's body at least water. seven. But either way, wherever, the, wherever Adam is, later on, thousands of years later, there's when the people are traveling with boats that are now able to be formed and travel huge distances because before that they weren't be other than Noah because Noah was this uh he built something off of God's design and but you have people in South America you have people in Australia you have you just have people all scattered all over the world living completely indigenous as in probably the ways that they lived thousands of years ago. Yeah, I mean, you have to think about also pre-flood world and post-flood world terrestrially would have been very different and everything the geographically would have been changed dramatically. You have a, a apocalyptic event that was completely, you know, an extinction of everything that existed. So Pangea, no one so that's that's. I'm not saying it was all to. one planet. I'm not saying it was all. Excuse me, one continent. I don't. I don't know what the world looked like before then. I'm assuming it's relatively similar to ours, but we do know that tectonic shifts are real. We do know that things move. We do know that when you piece everything together, it kind of looks like it could have fit. Pangea. <laughs> yeah, but theoretically, this, Pangea would be the thing that makes the most sense in this situation. Yeah, well, right. but I mean, we have we have God creating humanity. Sixth and final day of creation, he ends and makes them dominion. He makes them in God's own image. He he blesses them with a separation from the rest of creation, and also being gives created in His image. Their being created image. in His image, meaning that you have man created with a body, you have man created with a spirit, you have man created with a soul. You know, yes, it's it's very interesting, actually, the physical and, uh, and the spiritual. Yeah, and that's kind of where the story starts. You have God creating man, and if you want to, if you want to finish the last day for us, Nathan. Well, so this bleeds into uh, chapter two, but it's going to be chapter two, the first three verses. Thus, the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished, and on the seventh day, God ended His work which He had done. Yep, and He rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. And that's why we have days off, ladies and gentlemen. God gave us the first day off. So day day off, I mean, God resting, does God, being that he's all-powerful, omniscient, omnipresent, is he a God that needs rest? Says he took a rest. Yeah, he took a rest. It wasn't a need, but it was, I want this. It, I think it seems like a lot of the Old Testament is God wanting things a certain way. Not that he needs it done, is that he wants it done and it's going to get done. 
I think it's important to look at it as not necessarily a rest, even in the form of he wants a rest. It is a distinction that he made where he ceased working, where he was doing something. This was a separation and said, I, instead of rest, look at it as I am completed the work that I set out to complete. I have ceased creation because he, as you saw, when he was creating, he created creation to be self-sustaining, to be re- repeated with the plants, yeah. with the oceans, to stay in a specific place, with the celestial bodies to tell time, with the animals he's the in, to be able to he's, replicate. He's adding into the algorithm. Hey, exactly. He's I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask. I mean, we've all, I mean, us three have heard it a million times that God didn't need a rest. Why wouldn't, why can't you say that? What happens if he did need a rest? Because we serve a guy that doesn't need to take breaks. Okay. That's well, who said, wait, 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 wait. I You're think right. that everything that he does. Nathan, you have a point. You have a point. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, playing, you know, the other side of the argument. Because before we take I've, the I've Kim, always... Kim Jong-un style of uh, yeah. uh, that man can do no wrong type of type of thing that just. Uh, um, Do you compare God to King John? <laughs> I'm comparing. I'm, I'm comparing no. the, the minds. Oh, wait, the I'm mindset. Not, the mindset of the, the people. people. Okay, I get you. Yeah, so we can never. Rough. We're yeah. saying that God. We're saying that. Oh, you know, because God is all this, that he he did not need a rest. But Nathan kind of uh, brings up an interesting point. What if he did need a rest? Our God is a God, and there's verses throughout the Bible, his hand is not shortened in strength. He's not a God that needs rest. He says, am I like man where I need to be to take a sleep? Am I uh, like man to, to be forgetful of things? He's not. When you, we try to personify a deity, the deity, with, with characteristics that we ourselves have and, and limitations that we can't comprehend, being that he's not flesh and blood, like we are that would wane and gain in strength and lose strength. He is a spirit. He is. Yeah, but it says, I, I, okay, I, we know that. I understand, but, but this is what I'm saying. that he rested. He rested in terms of, and, and if you want to get into the argument, you can use different translations as well, but I don't have them pulled up here. There, it again, it's more understood, especially from the original, as cease working. It's not resting okay, as if he kicked that. his feet up. He didn't but take also, a nap. He, he distinguished, and there's a purpose. Again, remember the point of view of looking at the story of creation as being the story given to man to understand how to see God. You know, he didn't give us the intricacies of how he formulated the, 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 the ingredients for water or, you know, at this time. He didn't for, tell us, this is how I create a star. He just, showed it so that we can understand that he created everything and that we need him. And he created a day of rest. Again, we'll see later. And it plays into when he creates his people as a way to separate and create that day holy for relationship and communion with his creation. There's a purpose behind everything. If God never rested, would we be working nonstop or would we as people be like, you know, we need a day of rest? I'm pretty sure that in different societies, whenever there's like slave labor, most of the time they weren't giving people breaks unless they had to. No, they were giving people breaks. I mean, people need sleep. People need rest. That's how we're created. There are days and nights. God created that for a reason, but he's outside of that. He made that for us. And then he rested or ceased working, sat back and saw it was good. And later he said, you will keep the Sabbath day holy. And he, that means you will put down your work and focus on him as the creator. As a, This is, again, he, the creation, the story is so that we as God's people can see 
God created it, and we need to worship him and see that we need him. That's what I believe. I don't, I, I, and I get it. A lot of people will argue that. Not a lot of people argue. Actually, most people argue what you're saying exactly. Oh. Most people say that, oh, well, God didn't really rest, even though it says that he rested twice. He didn't rest. I mean, he just didn't work. And like, kind At of. At that point, you're going against what the Bible's saying. But I don't right? know, you know, but that's the only, that's the only reason. I'm not saying, I get it. I, and I, I agree with Andrew. No, I'm, but I, you have, you should be no. able to give an answer no, to it. When someone I, says, I'm not saying look, I, he said he rested. What does rested mean? I'm you not know? saying but, I agree with any specific But you also person. have to understand that this was a very big thing God did. God created everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like he created everything. I'm not saying God gets tired. He doesn't get tired. But you know, he did have a set. He created a seventh day, and had that be the day of rest. Was everything resting on the seventh day? Do animals rest? No, I never see lions have a whole day where they don't eat. Yeah, you do. But they just no, don't I, hunt. Yeah, after they eat once, they'll sleep for a couple days. I'm saying that's true, everything but they don't have a day time. that they designate. It's not they like it's like day. oh, it's Sunday, time to chill. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They don't have like a they or, or they, again they keep no. saying lions. They ain't lying, but but that's this this narrative. The way it was expressed and the way it's written wasn't for lions. It was for us as humanity. Yeah, because you lions know, can't. You haven't worked seven days in a row. I have. There you go. I worked. I think the longest ever gone. That proves well, my point. Theoretically, you are uh, a foolish man. There you go. True, but we'll get into the explanation of. The I think it also says somewhere else in the Bible that a, a, a wise man or something like you do not work past the sun going down. There you go. Yeah, um, it is foolish folly or whatever to. to chase after gains when we're not. we have to understand it is that God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because <laughs> in it he rested from I think you need work. to understand that he rested on the seventh day. He he blessed it and sanctified it because he stopped his What does work. sanctified mean? Sanctified means made holy, made clean, made, you know, given his holiness. His, you know, it's... Yeah. He made that day holy. He made that day holy. So we don't know which day of the week. Specialized that day. What happens if it's well, like Tuesday? Well, we, considering that we live our lives in seven day increments, and we call that a week, I think it's healthy to us. To Hopefully, they seven. kept Sunday. I'm or pretty Saturday, sure that they kept track. Unless, it could be Wednesday if you start your day Wednesday. We don't know what no, day the earth started. Can you, you imagine start, if the world actually started on a Thursday? That, that'd be steady, then that man. would be Sunday. Monday? Why is that what? so messed up? Why is Sunday the first day of the week? Dude, that's that we're not getting into that. <laughs> yeah, that's so different. He rested on the seventh day. Why do we consider Sunday the first day? Something no, with because the Romans. Sunday, I don't <laughs> Sabbath, Saturday is the seventh day. Saturday is the Sabbath. Just, Sunday is Sunday is wrong because that was with Constantine when he created the Sunday to please all the religions that were going on in that Roman Empire. Constantine did a lot of stuff with a lot of different holidays to do that. That's why I'm saying it's the calendar they were using. <laughs> Who's Constantine? Bro, I am not Russian getting into guy? calendar calendar talk. Hold on, North Korean? Okay, no, no, he was he was a Roman uh, emperor. 
<laughs> so the Lord blessed the seventh day, sanctified it because you he rested saw from all the work. sun. At that time, there was a lot of people that were worshiping the sun god. This so is this. he had a vision where he saw the sun, and then out of the sun was coming a cross. And then he, then that's after that, he was like, I'm going to be Christian now. But he still had a bunch of friends, basically. A bunch of the population was still worshiping the sun god. So he's like, you know, instead of having everybody worship on different days, we're going to have one day where everybody's going to worship, and we're just going to have it on Sunday. So that's why Sunday is Sunday, and everybody kind of worships their faith on Sunday. I'd have to fact check that, but well, sure. Suffice I mean, it to say, it does. That's I, I paraphrase it. That's pretty, that's pretty close. That's pretty, that's that's pretty, pretty close. The yeah, the Roman calendar is what we still. Yeah, for sure. You're hitting the hammer with the nail right there. <laughs> um, I mean, but, yeah. but either way it goes, there was the seventh day that God rested and sanctified it. So yeah, we have the story. We creation. were created on the sixth day. Not like most people think. We weren't created on the first day. People think that we were created on the first day? I did. Why? Because I thought we're number one. (laughs) I don't know. Hey, I mean, I'm being very sincere here. Like, you know, nobody really knows. Like, if you ask the layman, like, hey, what was the order? (laughs) Give me the chronological order of creation. Most people are going to be like, well, I know lights. (laughs) People? <laughs> like, that's going to be most people. Yeah, that's what we're saying. We have. So. But it wasn't light. It was actually lights, then firmament, then, then light earth. again. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then earth and grass. <laughs> then eventually, the what makes lights be lights and moonlights. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then it started to get with the animals. Well, it was like the fish and the birds. And then it was the cattle. And after the cattle was the people, and after the people, it was the day of rest. So why, what do you think was the reason for the, the, why do you think, I guess my question for you guys would be, why do you think God deemed it necessary to inspire Moses to write this book in that way, to give an account in this, this way? Well, the funny thing is, if we continue reading, they go over the history of creation once more. Yeah, they do it in a, in a more in-depth way. More in-depth. But, but this is like the preface. This is like the, the broad over. It's like this is the intro to creation, and then we get into the creation. You ever see a movie that gives like a dramatic <clears throat> intro to like the backdrop or the history? No. Well, I'm thinking of like you know, thinking of an example. There's a ton of movies like that. They're like they start off the movie with a flashback. Never <laughs> seen one, <laughs> dude. So that's kind of what we have here. It's a it's a backdrop of of establishing God as supreme and God is in control of everything, and that we were made by Him in His image. And then we have again, like you said, a retelling of the story when we go into that. We'll cover next episode with the the more in depth look at the creation of man and the creation of the Garden of Eden and kind of our beginnings. Will be a, it's like a zoomed in version. You know, all still in alignment, all still playing together correctly in concordance, but um, it'll be a lot more like that's when it really gets started. Fight Club starts with a flashback. Never seen it. Titanic. Titanic starts with a flashback. No, it does not. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Starts with Jack winning his ticket. That's the beginning of the story. 
what starts with the flashback is to show winning time. And then they canceled it way before it ever gets to that flashback. There's a ton of movies that start with a flashback. Don't get me started. Titanic is started with the flashback. What is the flashback? Wait, technically, the whole movie of Titanic is a flashback. Oh my gosh. Because she's, it's like the old lady. And then it flashes back to Leo and Jack. Oh, God, you're right. And then it goes forward. And all those scientists, and she just throws the jewel in the ocean (laughs) when they're all searching for it. Everything she's just like, like, did they did they find the jewel? Millions of dollars being wasted there. Oh, that's those guys all lost their jobs. That lady was the worst, (laughs) like the worst person. Oh, wasn't that whole story a lie? It's not a true story. The story of Titanic. I don't think it was a true story. It's just she's such a terrible person because she just essentially cheats on her fiancé on the ship and he's somehow considered evil because he loves her and gives her a very expensive jewel and is like, you deserve this. Okay. so You are my rose. So back to the Bible. And so she cheats it's on him with the story. poor guy. Yeah, it's we not know a it's story. not a real story. He dies oh, and she I'm throws the jewel it. in the ocean. Why so that's did episode she throw one. it in the ocean? That was uh, Why did she just give it to the scientist people looking for it? Why didn't she just keep it with her? I think she did that whole time. Didn't she? The funniest part I think of that whole movie is that they show that she's an equestrian afterwards. <laughs> like, for some reason, they, like, really, they go, like, through these, like, all the photos of her life, and they stop on a photo of her on a horse. To show that she lived her life to the fullest after experiencing... Because, you know, they never mentioned horses. Let's get back to uh, Genesis here. We have that. So, there we have it. We have the story of creation. Uh, seven days. We have a couple things established here. Um, we have one thing I want to point out that we'll see, because I said it and I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the story of how Jesus actually fits into the creation story and how Jesus fits in from the Old Testament. It's not something that was just brought in New Testament and how he was the part of God's plan of salvation for us. Um, if we look at the book of John, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, oftentimes used to describe how when Jesus or when God spoke, and when he speaks, let there be, do this, let this be this, this is good. We have to understand it as Jesus is that part of creation, fulfillment of God's word. When we look at anywhere in the Bible, I want to kind of keep that in our minds as well. When we see the word of God, we have to think of Jesus as as the fulfillment of that word. You know, that's how you have kind of a separation. Because we're going to see um, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit play parts into how God works. He uses himself in those three characteristics. So Dude, what is Andrew got wait, so serious there. Wait, because I want to hit on the point of yeah. when he speaks, when he speaks. Yeah. Because I'm sure we've all heard the phrase like high vibrations or whatever. No. No, I haven't. I haven't. What did you say? No, high you've never heard. vibrations. You never I've heard, heard of the word vibrations. Like it's even in forks. a song. It's even in a song, like high vibrations. I, I forgot. Good vibrations. I think you're thinking about good vibrations. Yeah, good vibrations. But That's way, I think, isn't that like an Aerosmith song? No. Vibrations. Like Marky Mark? No, dude. Doesn't matter. The funky I'm bringing bunch. up a point. Never had a song called Good Vibrations. I don't like Either way. Going. Either way. Get him back. 
vibrations having vibrations. Uh, uh, having such an important role in creation and in, in everything. Because have you ever taken, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen videos of like um, a, a bunch of sand on a table and then with the vibrations, different oh, types yeah, of vibrations. And, it makes, like, and then cool it little creates, designs. Yeah, and God like speaking, sound waves. Everything, has, yeah. everything is a vibration. So all matter, all that's what we are. We are matter, and we are we are like the sand. So when God's forming us, he's it's he's putting out this vibration, and he's forming it. He's putting matter into pieces, into place. So all of us, we all have a certain vibration. Everything that's created has a certain vibration. So uh, interesting. I mean, I I understand where you're coming from. I just don't know enough to kind of speak to that. I I love that answer, Andrew. But think I'm about it, even the song. I'm you play certain bad. songs. You play certain no, songs. The, those are all vibrations. Vibration frequencies have a power that are actually it could be weaponized. You it, know, it whenever you weaponized. go to a specific speed, you actually break a barrier, which is known as a sound barrier, which has a physical impact. Um, these aren't accidents. God created everything for a specific in a specific way, and. You know, when God's speaking, what actually looked like when God opened his mouth and what happened afterwards, it's something interesting to try to imagine, but it's also incomprehensible. You, so, I mean, you brought up a good point. When you're going fast, how many movies have you seen where they're traveling at freaking light speed and they need to get from one galaxy to another? And so they press the button and they're going super fast. And then all of a sudden they get all mixed up. All their matter gets mixed up. Or if they How go too fast. does that have fast, to do with the sound barrier? Sound barrier is only because it's, it's just, in an atmosphere. It's I've another never seen example. any movies like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I saw a movie where it's like they, they were I know so what you're fast trying they to say. switched like, bodies. We need to stop going in the movies, guys. <laughs> I think movies have a lot of truth. We've referenced but, a lot of movies in this episode. Well, we didn't. I, I haven't seen reference. any of them. Oh, You've Lord. never seen Titanic? No. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right, guys. So I read a I read a Wikipedia summary of it. Let's uh let's bring this episode to to uh, to an end. We want to try with every episode to um kind of you know what like our namesake says. We want to you know just what do you think the greatest meaning behind the story is? What is what is the message that came to you when you read the story or when you hear the story of the creation? Um, I'm gonna start. With no, 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 Josh. Josh, I'm gonna start with Josh. Why with Josh? Josh, what do you think the greater uh, meaning of the because story? Because I'm gonna is? build off Josh and Andrew. <laughs> you want to go last? Okay. Yes. All right. What do I think the greatest? The greater. What is meaning? the greater meaning to you? What is the what is the message? What is what speaks to you when you read the story of creation? You know. Um, that God can do whatever he wants to do at any certain time, at any certain point. If he wants to make water into wine, he doesn't have to go through a process. He just snap of a finger. It's done. Not even a snap of a finger, fast than a snap of a finger. So if he wants to create a human or a, a lion or a fish or whatever at a certain spot, he just boom, makes it appear. And <laughs> there goes the lion again. Uh, just, just the almighty power behind God, and that there's a yeah, purpose. God's creation Every, ability to do whatever. This is he my wants. time Josh to talk. talk. This is my time Please, to talk. Andrew, I'll just confirm it. Go ahead. Now go I'm going to talk I'm while sorry. you're talking. Okay. Either way, that the whole first 
part of the Bible. It's how he's not only showing us how he's forming everything, how he's creating everything, but it's also how he's laying out um, certain rules and, and how we were talking before, an algorithm of how things work and what things are used for, what things, what, what does what, and uh, to multiply, to really multiply. Uh, so that's kind of what I got. Yeah, that's awesome. Andrew? For me, when I look at the story of creation, the greater meaning is, or what I see as the message, and obviously with Cool Out the Bibles, you can find a bunch of different messages or whatever, whenever you read you know, it could speak to you as what you need to what you need to see, what it needs to be in that moment. But as an overarching or overarching message, I see God establishing His supremacy over everything. And again, it's establishing like even from the first verse in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You have God as supreme, creating matter, space, time. He's creating all that we can see, comprehend, and and and, and even conceive, and but he's not subject to it. Just like we were saying earlier with the resting, he is outside of that. He is supreme. He is beyond our comprehension and beyond our um, our ability to even think about. And even though he's so massive and so mighty and he, he doesn't have a way to be singleized in, in one specific form, he created us in his image he he came down and loved us so much that he wanted to personalize himself with us and and he's starting off the story of everything with this perspective of this is for you and it's good you know he i am above everything but i am i am creating you and i want to have a relationship with you i am making you in my image i'm giving you a purpose i am a god of creation i am a god of order i'll take the chaos of all these other things and i will place it all together in a specific way for a specific purpose you know can i again can we comprehend exactly how he did what he did in every individual element no but he inspired moses to write the histories in a specific way so that we can look at that and be like wow this awesome powerful creator god made us and 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 he has a plan for us he's not just we're not just happenstance why do we exist it's the biggest question is like why do we exist why are we here to look up and have a relationship and serve an all-powerful god you always give the godly answer so kudos long. to you I just thought that long. I tried to I keep it I short. I think I fell asleep while you were talking. Right. I love you guys. <laughs> Nathan, why don't you give us the interesting your message? Oh boy! First of all, <laughs> this is, I'm not the interesting one here. But um, <laughs> so, what is the greater meaning of the story of the first story of creation in the Bible? To me, I mean, my relationship with God began a little later in life for me personally. And um, this is like the story of like, to me, it's like the first, how the first people were made and what was made before them. And I think the most interesting part is that God, you know, breathed life into man as opposed to just speaking life. He actually put the breath of life in man 
It's so that's so intimate, and it makes me feel that I'm not just another cog in creation as a relation to God. You know, it makes me feel that like I'm actually very special to God. Mm. That I matter in God's kingdom. You know, and that God thinks of me as very special because he because the breath of God is within me. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's what it means to me. It's and I hope that it means that to everybody when they read that. You know, I hope that they take away, you know, you matter to God. God is such a you know omnipotent, omnipresent, all that all those omni words, you know, being, and yet you are so important that God you know, he breathed life into you. Yeah. And that's just, to me, that, that means a lot. Because, you know, some days I do feel insignificant. I feel, you know, overwhelmed with life. I feel small. I feel uh, like, man, because I'm just trudging along and nothing really matters. But just read the first 30 verses of the book of Genesis and you'll see that you do truly matter when it comes to God. Like, you... You are important. Yep. The whole point of the Bible, it was written for you. <laughs> the story was made for you. You were given dominion over this creation. You were given dominion over the earth. You can conquer. You can achieve. You're great. That's because God breathed his life within you. Yeah. Thank you. Came the it was conqueror. long, but it was beautiful. It was long. Well, you know, Andrew was <laughs> resetting his Google password most of the time I was talking. So I, I was trying to speak as long as it took. That is to do absolutely that. not true. What I was doing is I wanted to refresh and make sure I remember exactly how our email is because I want you guys, the listener, to share what you believe. The I, I want to encourage he you. Reset his Google password. I want. <laughs> we'll just. We'll have I want the you, email link in. The, yeah, we'll have the email link below. But I want you guys to. If anything, encourage you to pick up and read for yourself and discover what your greater meaning is. What is the greater meaning? What is the message that God speaks to you when you read the story of creation? And share that with us. And I'd love to, you know, interact and share with you guys as well or share some of the ideas that you have. Because me, Nathan, Josh, we don't have nearly all the answers. You know, we're 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 three guys that love reading the word of God and, you know, have had it in our lives. But we wanna, you know, I'm sure you guys have questions. I'm sure there are things that have been brought up that we didn't cover or we didn't touch on or you know you guys just want to say hi and make me give a good point or you know i encourage you guys to send us a you know a word or a message on greater meaning podcast at gmail.com um all one word all lowercase just greater meaning podcast at gmail.com let us know what the greater meaning message is for you i'm nathan Oh. <laughs> were we were not you, signing off yet? No, were you I mean, trying to sign off? I guess uh, you were trying to again. Episode one, we'll work on our sign off. But yeah, that that was great. <laughs> Join us I'm next happy. time as. We- no, you go. Go ahead. I'm just happy that everybody knows who Nathan is. <laughs> Join us next time as we cover a more in depth look at the story of creation. We're we going to more into chapter two, the story of. Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden, and all that fun stuff that comes with it. The fall. Well, no, that's the third one. Uh, we're, we'll, we'll see how we play it out. I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear, but absolutely. We can't wait to see you guys with us next time. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, I'm Nathan. If you love that's what, Andrew. If, if, There's Josh. If, 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 you love what, if you love what we do and you want to 
share the word of God. You want to share the story of the Bible. Uh, share us to your friends, family. Give us a five star review. It goes huge. Leave us a good review as well. Um, it's big huge. to kind of get our name out there. You know, Andrew doesn't know how to conclude things. I'm trying to make sure no. our good listeners out there know. In to, conclusion, in conclusion, I'm five Andrew. Listeners. I'm Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. Once again, <laughs> you're Nathan. Let's try hey, this he's Nathan, guys. He's Josh, you're supposed to say I'm Josh. I'm Josh. He's Nathan. <laughs> That's Andrew. <laughs> and that's Andrew. And we're the Greater hey, Meaning Podcast. At the end of the day, guys. Oh my God, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. No, I want to know what's at the end of the day. No, I'm just playing. There was nothing after that. What's at the end of the day? What's I at think the end it's of the important day? to look at verse number thirty. <laughs> hey, what? No, there, what do you? Nothing at the end of the day. But I wanna, for I'll, real though, what? please. There's going to be more than five listeners because I told at least three people <laughs> about this. So, what do you Love think you God guys. did when He was resting? He was sanctifying the day and making it holy. Yeah. Okay. It took him all day <laughs> to do that. Took him all day to do that when he did so much in one day already. All really? Right guys, I drank a lot of tea during this episode, so we're going to go ahead and finish it. All right. I think. See you guys next time. He wrote a book. Right. That's what I think I was doing. He was writing a book. This could be. Oh, right.